Welcome to the Lewis Jonker Podcast. Lewis is a speaker, storyteller, preacher and poet. Hope you get something out of this talk. I've told this story before. I'm going to tell this story again, but first I want to get a read of the room. Is anyone's favourite food Italian? Italian, that's pasta, pizza. Pasta, pizza. Okay, okay, okay. Is anyone's favourite food Mexican? Oh, here's my people. Here's my people. Anyone's favourite food? Uh, Chinese. Chinese. No one likes Chinese in here. Anyone's favourite food? Thai. Bit of pad Thai, cashew night curry. Anyone's favourite food? Sushi. Sushi lovers. My, le- my least favourite food growing up was stew. Anyone's fa- anyone love a good stew? We'll pray for you later. We'll pray for you later. That's a problem. Uh, and the reason was not like, I like a good stew now, but the reason I didn't like the stew was because uh, I can't, I love like carrot raw, but I just cannot stand carrot if it's cooked, like roast carrot, carrot in a stew. Like I would literally get like a gag reflex. Gag reflex, cooked carrot, not it. Chopped up raw carrot, put it in the hummus, get some hummus on your carrot. Mmm, yum. Cooked carrot, no. Boiled carrot, no. Steamed carrot, yes. Steamed carrot's pretty much raw carrot. Let me tell you a story. In the Bible, there was this dude, and the dude was a prophet which meant the dude could foretell the future. And this dude wanted to hang out with a bunch of other prophets, but the problem was there was a famine in the land. A famine in the land, which means there wasn't much food around. But this prophet named Elisha decided that he was going to make a stew. So he sent all of his cooks out into the field to collect whatever they can find to put in a stew. So he goes out into the field and they're trying to collect stuff and he sees some wild sweet potatoes and he gets some of those and he puts them in his shirt and then he sees some, um, then he sees some um, corn on the cob and he gets that and he puts that in his shirt. Then he sees some berries and he's like, these look like yummy berries. Oh, mm. And he starts picking, the, because it's a famine, right? There's not much food. He didn't find many sweet potatoes. He didn't find much corn on the cob. So he gets all these random berries. In my house growing up, we had a poison berry tree. Yep. Oh, yes. Little orange berries. Let's imagine they were these little orange berries, but he didn't know they were poisonous. So he's loading his shirt up, loading his shirt up. And he comes back to the Elijah's pot. Oh, this is too tall for me. <laughs> and he somehow gets all the stuff, puts it in the pot. So he gets all the berries and he gets the, he finds a few potatoes, he finds a few corn on the cob, but then he gets all the berries and he puts them in here. And he just thought this is going to be yummy. And so Elisha, he's got the spoon and he starts stirring the pot. Stirring. Any of you like to stir the pot? I really do. He starts stirring the pot, stirring the pot, stirring the pot. And then he's like, okay, boys, time to eat. It's a famine. Got to get it while it's hot. And then they have a little taste, a little taster. And they're like, there's something not good in this pot. There's something a bit bitter in this pot. There's something a bit not right with this pot. There's something a bit shady going on in this pot. There's a, something a bit ludicrous 
going on in this pot. There's something a bit mischievous going on in this pot. There's something a bit secretive going on in this pot. And Elisha says, Elisha says, what are we going to do? And I can imagine like the one guy who picked the poison berries going, oh yeah, I know what that is. And you can imagine him looking in the pot like, I reckon if I just reached my hand in there and like picked out the berries, maybe this pot will turn good. And I can imagine that guy like leaning over like, oh yeah, let's get that berry out, let's get that berry out. And I can imagine Elisha looking like, bro, it's too late. Like those berries have infused with the pot. So Elisha says, get me some flour. And they bring him a cup of flour, like just a tiny little cup of flour. Like it was a famine, so they didn't have much. And so Elisha asking for flour was like, oh, he's going to waste the flour. What's he going to do with the flour? Don't put the flour in there. The whole thing's going to go back. So he gets this little cup of flour and Elisha pours the flour in and he stirs it up and they taste the pot again. And they're like, mm, 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 mm. and they were like, that's some good stew. What the heck can we learn from this story? Just to prove that I've opened the Bible, let me read it to you. Elisha came to Gilgal and there was a famine in the land and all the prophets were sitting before him. So he said to his workers, set a large pot and boil a stew for all these prophets. And one of them went out in the field to gather herbs and he found a wild vine and gathered from it, full of his lap, full of wild goods, goods, goods. Let's just say berries. And he came and he cut them and he put them in the pot of stew, not knowing what they were. He didn't even know what they were, chucking them in the pot of stew. And they poured some out for the men to eat. And while they were eating the stew, they cried out, Oh man of God, there is death in this pot. (laughs) That's like, I wouldn't recommend when your mum cooks some bad cooking that you say, Mum, there's some death in this stroganoff. (laughs) And then Elisha said, Bring some flour. And he threw it into the pot and said, pour some out for the men and that they may eat. And then there was no harm in the pot. This is the story of the pot. Let me tell you the story. I really want to explain this to you. Our life, big old pot. And sometimes we go out into the wild and we try to fill our pot. What do we fill our pot with? We go into the world and sometimes we found good stuff. Sometimes we're like, we find a good group of friends and we're like, yep, yeah, let's take this good group of friends. We're going to put it in the pot. The stew tastes good. We find some good stuff. Like we attend youth on Friday nights. We, we get that and we attend youth on Friday nights and we put it in the pot. Some of us, it's like we were raised by good parents and so our upbringing and all those lovely things, we get to take that and put it in our pot. Some of us were born rich and so it's like, hmm, money, money, money. We get that and we put it in our pot. It's all good. 
But then for some of us, right, there's some bad things in our pot. Some of the things that we didn't even know, like the guy was just going out and finding berries, didn't even know what it was. It wasn't his fault. It was like he was picking berries, it wasn't even his fault. Some of you got some things that weren't your fault. Maybe your mum and dad aren't as nice as some other mum and dads and they fight all the time or maybe you don't even get along with your dad or you don't get along with your mum. And that's got to, uh, guess what, that gets chucked in your pot. And some of you have some like good friends but you also got some bad friends and you secretly know deep down they're not good friends. You see them bullying other people and you're like, I know this isn't good so you take that and you put that in your pot. And for some, you didn't even choose that. Some of you, it's like there's things that you've never told anyone that's like really dark, really scary, and it's like, I don't know, you actually had to take that and you put it in your pot. And so we all got these pots. We got these big old pots. Some of us, some of us are going to get to 17 years old and we're going to put pot in our pot. <laughs> to be very clear, that's something you shouldn't put in your pot. Do not put pot in your pot. Some of us, I I never got this. In primary school, do you know what I learned in primary school? I learned that in primary school, in like health class, I learned that cigarettes give you cancer. I also know that cigarettes give you cancer because it's all over the box. Like they literally put on the box of cigarettes like people with like black lungs, like throat surgery. I learned all that in primary school. You learn all that in primary school. We learn that cigarettes give you cancer. Like it's really bad. My grandma died of... Uh, lung complications because she had lung cancer and there's complications after that and she smoked like a train, like smoking gives you cancer. Some of you are going to get to an age where even though you know this thing is no good to be cool or win friends because you're at a party, you're going to put cigarettes in your pot and some of you will get addicted to those and I'll still love you. But what a sucky thing to get in your pot. It's not even in the Bible that you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. It's not even a sin to smoke cigarettes. But cigarettes do give you cancer. You shouldn't put it in your pot because God wants you to be healthy, wants you to be strong. And so what happens is they try to then take all the things out of their pot. So it's like, you know, you have those bad friends and some people it's like, well, let's get rid of the bad friends. And some people are like, well, let's try pick out, you know, we got that cigarettes in there. Let's try, let's try stop the smoking the cigarettes. Let's try stop it. Or for some of it's, it's like, you know, you just get girlfriend or boyfriend up and you try to get those out of your pot and you're just like, you try to get rid of all the bad things, but you keep looking in your pot and there's still, it's like infused in the pot. It's like, there's nothing you can do. It's like, no matter how much bad stuff I try to take out of my pot, no matter how hard I try, the pot still tastes bitter. Don't you ever felt like that? It's like you're trying everything. You're doing all the right things. You try to take it out. You try to take it out. You try to take it out, but nothing works because there's poison in the pot. But here is the actual tool that you need. We don't just have to take things out of our pot. Sure, maybe picking out the berries can be good, but it sometimes seeps into our life. The only thing that we can do is add something more to our pot. And Elisha says, bring me some flour. Flour makes bread. It was a famine, so it cost a lot. Jesus is God with skin on, and he came down to earth. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He says, I'm the flour for your pot. And we think that taking all the stuff out, fixing all the things will make us good. But it's not true because no matter how much we try to take stuff out, sometimes people are just putting stuff in the other side. The only thing that we can do is add in the flour. 
The only thing that we can do is add in the bread of life. And the flour, just like it did in the story, made the pot taste good. The bread of life can make your pot taste good. And I don't know what your poison berries are. I don't know if they're bad friends. I don't know if they're cigarettes. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if it's like things that you've never told anyone. I don't know if it's your home life. I don't know if it's like bullying. I don't know what's in your pot. I don't know if it's things that you do, like our sin, like sin's this big bad word, but really, I mean, I could give you a list, but it's all the things that we know that make us feel pretty dark and shitty. I do those things. You do those things. We all got it. Anything that makes you feel a little bit like, oh, we got that in our pot. And I can try as hard as I can to take all that stuff out. But I've learned after a lot of years being a Christian that the only thing that works is adding in the flour, is adding in the bread of life. I genuinely believe no matter what your pot looks like, if you add in the bread of life, a bit of Jesus, your life will change. Next week at BAM camp, we're going to spend three days talking about how we can add Jesus into our pot. And so for those of you coming to BAM Camp, I'm excited for you to learn some ways that you can get Jesus in your pot. And I hope BAM Camp will fill your pot. Some of you aren't coming to BAM Camp. And the truth is you don't need a camp. You don't need a youth group night. You can lie in your bed tonight, late at night, and you can say, Jesus, would you just come into my pot? Would you just come into my story? Would you just come into my life? Because I'm sick of trying to take all the bad things out because it seems no matter how much I try to take out, more bad stuff just keeps popping in. But Jesus, would you come to my pot? And I genuinely believe he can change your life it can change your life. And you know, slowly we can give up the cigarettes and slowly we can give up the bad things that we do and slowly we can stop putting poison berries in. But the most important thing is to add in the bread of life. So I'm not the kind of pastor who's going to tell you if you want to come to youth, you better never smoke a cigarette. And I'm not the kind of pastor that's going to tell you if you want to come to youth, you better never do anything bad with your girlfriend or boyfriend. And I'm not the kind of pastor who's going to tell you if you want to come to youth, you better not put pot in your pot. But I am the kind of pastor that's going to tell you, I don't know what your pot looks like, but Jesus can make your pot taste better than anything in the world. I even believe that if I add Jesus into my mum's stew with the, with the cooked carrots he could turn that thing around and that brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> Let's pray. Praying is this thing where we do, where we talk to God, but the reason we tell you to close your eyes and bow your heads is just so there's no distractions because I want everyone in this room to be able to pray and be able to talk to God in this moment. So would you pray with me? So you can just close your eyes, bow your heads. I'm going to do the same. God, I thank you that you can join us in our pot. I pray for everyone in this room. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what's in their pot. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if the bitterness is things that they put in there or if the bitterness is something someone else put in there or what it is, the poison, God. But we just trust you that you can come into our pot and transform it. You can transform our lives. You are the bread of life. You are the flower that needs to be added. And it wasn't cheap. It was, you know, your sacrifice, God, was big. It was like, you know, the cross and... Your sacrifice wasn't cheap. It was a sacrifice. But God, we just, we just trust that that sacrifice 
adding a bit of flour to our pot can truly change our lives. I pray for everyone in this room that not while they're at youth or not while they're at band camp or not while they're anywhere, but God, I pray that even tonight when they lie in their bed and they remember this talk, God, would you speak? Would you reveal yourself? Would you answer them when they ask you to come into their pot? And would you, would you just uh, turn all the bitter things sweet? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.